I had a friend back in high school. Their parents had a lake house, but they had a tee set up down by their dock that they used to just have this barrel next to. And he'd get like a barrel a year and people would just go out there and hit him out into the lake. I can't imagine how many 50-gallon barrels are down in the bottom of their lake now of golf balls. Like, your product's perfect. You hit them out there, they dissipate, they get rid of, and there's no impact to the lake or any of the uh, wildlife that's in that lake. King Wolf Creative presents Pints and Putts, a podcast for golfers and craft beer lovers. Hosted by Burke Cullinane and Justin Bedard. This is Pints and Putts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pints and Putts on today's track. We got a guest. We do have a guest for the first time in probably almost a year. Eh, it's close. It's, it's close. 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 Like I said, winter winter, season, winter is guest season for us because we go to less golf events. We go to less golf things. We play less golf. We play actually zero golf. Do you know what else is coming up right now? Stout season. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, which, speaking of, uh, just to give a preface, I mean, unless Justin decides to do a podcast on his own, there's probably not going to be a podcast next week. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll get ambitious. Last time you were on a cruise. I, I- was going to say, you did do a podcast on your own. <laughs> we- maybe I'll get some celeb guests in here. We'll do something weird. I feel like you can't, you can't just, you got to do, my podcast was way different than anything we've ever done. I know. I think I might do something weird You got to do week. something weird. All right. If you do it, then do it. Then fucking do it. Fucking right. send it. All right. All right. All right. I like, I mean, I hope you do. All right. Get the also, fu- last get week the was the 69th going. track. Giggity, 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 giggity. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Ting, tang. Walla, walla, bing, bang. God damn. How did I miss that? We got a guest. We got a guest on today's episode. Um, Mitch from Biodegradable Golf Balls. Just had a really interesting conversation with him. The interesting thing is, and you're going to learn this, is that he is not the stereotypical Pints and Putts guest. No. He doesn't fit any of those windows, but at the same time, he fits all of those windows. Yeah. So uh, that will be coming up later in this episode. But before we dive into that, bring on the playback. Uh, by the time this podcast airs, yep. the golf season will have ended up here in New England. Actually, the day after, because this podcast goes out on the 15th Correct. or 16th, probably 15th. 15th, yeah. <sighs> the season ends on Monday, the 14th. Wow. That went quick. Yes and no. Uh, I didn't play much golf, so that no, went quick. And we'll, we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to talk, we're not going to do like a, we always do it at the end of the year. Um, is this our second or third year in the podcast? Second, second. year? Okay, second so year. okay, we did it last year. Yep. We started the podcast last year. Yep. Why do I feel like it's been like five years? I don't know what to tell you about that. Grind. <laughs> it's a grind. Like it's a lot of work. You guys don't realize we put a lot of work into this. But um, we're gonna do we're gonna do a wrap up like we did last year, talking about. What we didn't do with our goals, which I think is probably everything. Um, Justin, like, very m- briefly got a goal in and then lost that within, like, a day. <laughs> I did. But the, I did. The, Hold the, on. The biggest goal that I did accomplish this year. I'll save it for we the podcast. Save it, save it, I'll save, save it, save it, save it. I'll save it. So, anyways, um, I played, since the last podcast, I played one round, which is most likely going to be the last round that I get in. 
before the handicaps close because I am going on a cruise. Dun, 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 dun. And I played Topstone. Yeah. In South Windsor, which I've driven by multiple times. Uh, Why the hell would you drive by there? It's in the middle of nowhere. If you think about it, it's kind of on my way home from Manchester. No, it's not. Not the, not Manchester Country Club, but Manchester. Evergreen Walk. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, Take yeah, the back if you road. go down the side, nah, that's not the fastest way home to your house. That that's it's on. It's a way that I like to go. Okay, all right. I like to go that way. All right, all right, fair enough. So I've driven by it. I not every time, like not every, whatever. I've driven by <laughs> it a bunch, <laughs> and I've always wanted to play it because it looks it looks nice yep. and um conditions are always nice there. the conditions were fantastic uh it was a late fall round obviously um and it was it was this past weekend or last it would, time traveling it was that weekend in november <laughs> the first week of november <laughs> where it was like 75 degrees every day yeah which was like yeah summer weather yeah uh so i played with my dad and had 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 a great time had had a had a great time didn't did not play well. I went forty four forty four for an eighty eight, and uh, that's just not uh, not how I wanted to end the season. Um, I think I ended the season last year at a thirteen point seven, and I'm now a fourteen. It's all right. I'm an eleven six. Yeah, we'll, I ended we'll, last we'll year like over all of ten two. I we'll think we'll go over all of that. But the one thing that I will say is having a child and only moving like point three. That's pretty good. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Didn't really and again, we'll dive into that um there, but you know, uh yeah, I just I don't know. I just wasn't I don't know. I just didn't feel on that day, but yeah, that's that's what I have to report back on the golf side. My golf clubs are sitting now comfortably in my home office where they will probably be for I don't know until I decide to take them to a simulator. But. I was about to say you're gonna do some sim golf. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that about it. What but about that, beer? That's where they're parked. Beer. I'm trying to think. Uh, the last time we had talked beer on here, I had drinking a lot of good beer. Um, Which we just did the first episode of the Blind Pint. Yeah, the first episode of the Blind Pint was filmed last week. Um, well, this week, but last week, if you're listening. Yeah, why you got to confuse people like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, we did the first episode of that, which included some of those beers that I may have mentioned. And oh, they yeah, we can't also, see them. Yeah, you can't. Don't fuck them up. <laughs> Come on. But you want to check that out, go check that out. Uh, so that'll be... Sometime soon. Yeah, it's, it's hard to think about time and traveling in the future and then thinking about when this will be out. But I think probably sometime... At the end of November, you should expect the first episode, I yes. think. Yes, Either that or the first week of just December. Just follow our, follow, follow our Instagram page. We'll let you know when it goes up. Subscribe to our YouTube page, and you'll just see the notification when it goes up. So Yeah. Well, you got to ring the bell if you do that. Ring the bell. <laughs> well, you, so, so no beer to report? I don't th- think I have any new beer. Can we start including report. bourbon into this? No, it's not. No, a bourbon no, no, podcast. no, no. I don't. Yeah. Um. Why not? Well, actually, you can have a pint of which, bourbon. <laughs> no, I do want to. You can <laughs> have a pint of bourbon. Dead. 
I've done other pint of liquors before, so I d- could definitely do a pint of bourbon. Wouldn't advise it. No, but no, don't you can do, do that. It. Do do not do that, people. But I do want to drink responsibly. I do want to say, please drink responsibly. We did have a shoot up in Boston, and yeah, yeah, we did. It was um, that was like, yeah, okay, a little bit. We're not going to time travel anymore. So it was a little bit ago, there is going to be a new brewery at some point coming mm. to Connecticut, mm. and we had some. That's of, right, that came up. We had some of their beer. We did. Oh well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't name names or anything on that stuff. I don't think. Right. That beer. Was uh, very yeah. Good. Let's not. Yeah. Let's say a lot with not saying. That's anything. what I'm saying. It was good. It yeah, was very it was good. good. And um, we will absolutely, when that comes to time, we will let you all know about that. Yeah, that guy's a golfer too. Yep. Um. That's, that's all we can say. That's about. That's about all I got to offer to that one. You haven't had you didn't have any beer in the la- since last week's episode? That was a while ago. Nothing that I haven't mentioned before, nothing that I haven't talked about before or nothing that I can't talk about because it's going to be on the first episode of the Blind Pint. <laughs> I I the one thing I will say is main lunch. I had that when we oh, were up in Boston and that is just like it's, it's just like good. like that's just a solid classic beer. If you're if you're in New England, you can pretty much get that anywhere now, and it's always a good choice. Yeah, I'm starting to like really, really gravitate towards like those old school, like the main lunches. You know, I haven't had like any Alchemist in a while, but appreciate me. the classics. Been, yeah, I've been like really craving it. Um, I just you know, it's not as juicy forward. It's 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 got a little more bite to it. it tastes more like beer, if I hate to say it. Like yeah. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I love the, the juicy, hazy, you know, IPAs and stuff, but they're, st- uh, they're, and they're kind of like they're beer. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of juicy, fruity, florally, not florally, fruity notes in it. Yeah, tropical. And, um, some I of the, love it, some, but it's some not, of those, it's not some that of those, time of year anymore. Some of those staples I have found pop up a lot at uh, something that rhymes with fader hose. Um, so if you can figure that one out, uh, <laughs> go pick yourself up some bottles of main lunch. Fader hose. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think that, that I think that's probably good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, enjoy, uh, this conversation with Mitch from biodegradable golf. All right, so we are here with Mitch from Biodegradable Golf Balls, based out of Vancouver, Canada. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on. Of course, yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us, you know, about uh, your brand and exactly what is Biodegradable Golf Balls. So um, we manufacture and distribute uh, water-soluble golf balls that, when under either with precipitation or placed in water, it will start to dissolve in uh, just a few weeks. So when it's placed in water, it'll dissolve in uh, about two weeks. If that's cold water, if it's warm water, it might be a little bit faster. And then um, it is non-toxic and biodegradable. And if it's hit into like a field or a forest, if uh, depending on like the biomes uh, precipitation, it will degrade as well. So um, yeah, we just... Uh, started this like 
probably like the inception was like four four and a half years ago, but it didn't really get real until like the last couple of years. Um, I guess just like with COVID, uh, a lot of people like started picking up golf. I'm sure you guys figured, like know this, but yeah, golf just like kind of boomed again. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, so I'm curious, like, how did you like, how did you come up with this idea? Uh, I'll be transparent with you. Um, <laughs> it, I was actually like hanging outside of, and this is going to be kind of funny for you, but at Tim Hortons, if you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh i just like i it's like um, our version of dunkin donuts yeah it's yeah literally and uh i heard these like old guys talking about it and they're like oh yeah like one of our friends was like thinking about this idea and i was like no no way and then i just like started looking it up and um yeah i cranked out a site uh just like a wordpress website and i just tossed it up online and i didn't like have the product or anything this is probably like yeah, probably four and a half, five years ago. And I just let it sit there and, um, I got like a couple orders, but I didn't have like my PayPal hooked up or anything. So, yeah, I mean, um, that's like the, it was, it's kind of funny. And then I just like, I got orders. I just, uh, I, I like went and looked at the site like after six months and I was like, no way, <laughs> like people actually want this. And, uh, I just had to like go through the process of like figuring it out. And I feel like now I'm like pretty well-trained and um i like know a bunch about like injection molds and water-soluble materials and i'm like holy shit man i did not think i would ever get to this point but like yeah i mean um it's it's definitely growing it's uh i'm trying to get into the uk and um i really want to do australia but i think i'm just going to focus on the english markets first right now and so it's like a small team that i have um mostly just contractors and yeah so I'm curious because uh, we have had other golf ball manufacturers on. Yeah. What what does the process look like differentiating from you know a biodegradable golf ball creating it yeah. to a regular golf ball and how do those properties translate to you know like say I was playing a biodegradable golf ball versus you know the Pro V one I usually play like what what does that look like? Yeah, so a Pro V1 is going to have, I think it's a five core ball, or is it a four core ball? Five core, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the difference between those and ours is uh, ours is still a novelty product. The technology just hasn't caught up yet. It's uh, the process that you create um, a water, like our particular ball is uh, we have raws and an injection mold. And so the raws, I don't know if you know how injection mold, uh, injection plastic molds work. Yeah, it's just like basically like a big uh, metal thing with like a die in the middle. And then you just like you'll your raws will go in and then you'll press it together. And then you'll just have like two halves that will be fused into um, a ball and with dimples and stuff. Right. So it's just a single ball. Like it's just a single core, just one solid thing with like kind of um, like an air pocket in the middle. And so it'll hit like 70 percent. But it's just the. The reason why golf balls don't degrade right now is because they have all these like rubber and like non-biodegradable materials making up the multiple cores. And that's what give it gives it the elasticity that'll just like spring off the club. That's yeah. pretty cool. So like so you're saying like kind of like distance wise and everything, like you're probably getting yeah. like 70% off of a yeah. traditional golf ball. That's pretty cool. Uh, you'd be like 30% less than like a Pro V1. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. So like yeah. 
it travel it still travels further than hitting like a foam golf ball or like a like one of those plastic like Whistler golf balls. Yeah. But it, oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. And does it does it react like similarly to a golf ball as far as like spin and everything? Uh, I'd say it's not there yet. Like it's still a novelty product. Like it, to be completely honest with you, like people like are like I'm I'm transparent with the fact that it doesn't quite hit like a normal golf ball and people are okay with that. And like, that's kind of the, like the whole issue with the industry right now with like, like greenwashing and all this stuff is sometimes the technology is just not going to beat the original. And so I think that like, if there, like if there's enough money that gets put into this industry, I think that there will be some sort of ball that is the successor that, will actually be fully biodegradable and uh, be used on greens, but I just don't think it's there yet. Yeah, so then I guess to kind of, you know, tie into that, um, what you're talking about right now, the way we found out about you was from uh, the Instagram page Wild Par, which I'm sure okay. you're probably familiar with. He's like, it's a, I don't know if it's one guy or a couple guys, they like make these random golf holes like not on a golf course like in the middle of the woods and i believe that they're using your golf balls um for the purpose that they are biodegradable so they're creating like cool instagram content um cool video content on social media that probably gonna lose the golf ball but yeah it's it's like visually appealing because they're in these beautiful desolate places and uh you know playing golf essentially so i guess where where do you see your consumer base you see, obviously you said it's a novelty product but i'm i'm sure it's probably less people trying to use it for actual golf and maybe more just wacky stuff or where, where, uh, where yeah where are you seeing like yeah, an average? yeah totally um like resorts yachts um a lot of like it's crazy how many times like the military hit me up like <laughs> u.s and canadian <laughs> Yeah. And then like, um, like I have been hit up by cruise ships, but I just don't really have the infrastructure to really deal with that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a lot of like wacky things too. Like I get hit up by like, uh, like people doing movies a lot. Maybe they will be like, you know what I mean? Like the scene in like, uh, like I am legend where he's like smacking a golf ball. I guess it would be stuff like that. Um, but like, yeah, it's a lot of event coordinators will use it. Um, yeah, it's all over the place, uh, but definitely not like golf courses. Like we're yeah. not. Yeah, that's like not the target market for sure. So everything that you would use a golf ball for, except for that, I'd say. Yeah, which I feel yeah. like is definitely like like you mentioned earlier on, like golf is is definitely booming and has been booming since COVID, and we're starting to see these, you know, uh, you know. Um, non-mainstream like alternative you know style versions of golf whether it's on instagram or just whatever um and i feel like it's it's a really cool product and that's why you know we wanted to have you on the show and 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 just kind of pick your brain about it because yeah it's something that i've always wondered if it did exist and i never like i've always been like i wonder if there is like something like because you know you'd always think it'd be cool like oh i'd love to just go whack some balls into the woods whatever but like you're not gonna do that but now that there is a product that can provide that uh experience like now i'm interested in actually trying that you know i feel Like, like there's definitely people that do it like like a lot like with traditional balls so i had I had a friend back in high school and their they their parents had a lake house and their father used to buy golf balls in 50 gallon barrels 
and they were like old range balls and just like complete yeah. trash balls. But they had a tee set up down by their dock that they used to just have this barrel next to it. And you'd get like a barrel a year and people would just go out there and hit them out into the lake. So like your product is perfect for that because yeah. instead of having, you know, I can't imagine how many 50 gallon barrels are down in the bottom of their lake now of golf balls. Like your product's perfect. You hit them out there dissipate yeah. they get rid of and there's no impact to the lake or any of the uh wildlife that's in that lake yeah i know it's uh it's pretty crazy like every time i kind of like will talk to people about what i've been doing like i once in a while i'll come across somebody and they're like oh yeah like i go up to like my cabin and i like just like smack golf balls off the like the dock and i'm like <laughs> it's just like oh man yeah so i there's a market for it and that's kind of like what we're hitting but um if I had, if I like had money and I knew like more of like, if I got, I, I honestly, it's just a money thing and yeah. I'd be able to be able to work on the tech. I think that would like, there is going to be something like I've been hit up by a few universities um, because there are universities working on a biodegradable golf, like a completely biodegradable golf ball that's going to compete. And uh, I don't think that anybody's really there yet, honestly. Right. I mean, yeah. that would be really cool if, if, if we could get to a place where that was, you know, definitely feasible because I mean, let, let's face it, you can be the best golfer in the world, but you're probably still going to lose a golf ball here and there. You're still going to hit yeah. a golf ball into the water. Like it's, it's inevitable. And, you know, I mean, if we can do anything to kind of, you know, help out the environment while playing this sport, like I'm all for it, you know? Yeah. It's, um, kind of cool. Uh, just be like, it's, it's weird that I've like gotten into this like super, like, like small niche of products, but, um, I, I'm going to rattle off a couple here. So there's like in my niche of golf balls, there's uh Albus golf, which is a fish food golf ball. Um, and then there's another one. Yeah. It's, they're <laughs> super cool. That's uh, like it's cool. actually made out of something to fish eat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's like that, that company is like our probably like main competitor, but like even then, not every time you want to like hit a fish food golf ball. Right. So yeah, I like, think we're kind of in a fat fish in that lake. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Right. Like I think that we're in our own lanes. Uh, and then there's another company, uh, called Dixon Dixon golf. And, uh, what they, they make like, uh, a, a golf ball with cores, but it's made from like sustainable materials. So it's not like, I don't think it's like fully biodegradable or like water soluble. I don't really fully actually know, but they claim that it's like um, an eco-friendly golf ball, essentially, so right? part of it breaks down or it's, it has no toxins in it type of deal. I think that's what it is. It has no toxins. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're based out of um, Phoenix or somewhere in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, you check those guys out. They're pretty cool. And then there's a couple other companies uh, over in the UK that I've been um, talking with. And uh, there's like a sustainable golf week. And so they kind of, yeah, it's interesting. So they have this app and they'll like gauge, uh, golf courses. Like there's like a bunch of factors that go into it. Like how much water the course uses. Like I actually, I've never seen the app, but I just had a, a little a talk with one of the guys and a lot of the golf courses in the Netherlands use, uh, this app from what our conversation had. And, um, they're trying to like, f like formulate like this, like week, like an IRL, like in real life, uh, conference in the UK every year in November, where there'll be like, uh, all these different green initiative, like sustainable golf companies that go there. 
So there's like a couple other ones. There's like bamboo golf tees. Um, there's like a, a, a Verta golf. They do like a sustainable golf cleaner. Uh, there's lots of like clothing companies that like make uh, like golf uh, fits and that's like all made. Recycled plastic and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And then there's another guy that does uh, recycled golf balls and he like refurbishes them and then. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Like I, I never like thought I'd ever be like in this like position, but yeah, I've like come across all these different little companies that are in the same lane as me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a micro industry in the golf industry, but I don't really think that a lot of people know about it. No, no. I mean, yeah. it, if you think about it, like it probably is very important to have this type of market within the golf space. Right. Because yeah. let's, I mean, you're, you're dealing with nature and the elements and environmental stuff. So it's like, especially when it comes to sustainability on a golf course, like that's something that I think the both of us have always been interested in. We just really haven't, you know, peeled back the layers on that yet. So it's kind of cool that you mentioned uh, that app because I'm I'm definitely going to look into that and maybe find some other people that we can bring onto the show. So now what is your background? Are you a golfer and you heard yeah. you heard this golf idea and thought it'd be cool is it just like a cool innovative idea that you were like that makes sense or what yeah i mean at first like when i first started getting into this i felt like i was like a bit of an imposter so like i've like definitely like uh like said that i was into golf but i i don't like i wasn't to be completely honest with you i come from like um like an it background gotcha. and then yeah i just like uh Full disclosure, I just saw an opportunity and I'm running with it. No, that's cool. Do you do yeah. you play golf now? Not really, no. All right, that's cool. No, I like yeah. I, honestly I think that that's something that is probably slightly missing from a lot of the golf industry is it's so based around people who are playing and are playing for either you know the joy of loving a game or like the competitive nature where the planet and you know kind of the best interest of everything outside of golf may not be taken into it so getting that fresh perspective from you know someone who's not into the golf industry and is not living in that is something that i think can 100 percent be taken into everything that we're doing and open up our eyes to new ideas that could potentially lead up to the same performance kind of like you were saying, like the golf balls could get there, especially with the constant evolution of injection molds. And, you know, even like, who knows, maybe there's something in the 3D printing world or something like that that could give us a golf ball that would break down eventually over time. Yeah, I mean, um, the 3D, like, it's funny because like, obviously we like, I'll like spitball ideas with like people that I've talked to this about. And uh, yeah, 3D printing's definitely come up a few times. and then like there's also like other products I've like thought about, which is kinda like have you ever heard of like um the mushroom leather, like from mycelium? No. Oh dude, you gotta check well, this tell, shit out. Tell us about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So like there's this company, I think they're out of California, and they make um like vegan mushroom leather from mycelium. Like mycelium's like the the fungus that like uh mushrooms grow out of, right? So it's like 95% mycelium so you'll have like a brick of mycelium and then it'll fruit and that will be the mushroom at the top it'll be like like 5% of the actual hmm. fungi or whatever right super weird shit if you ever get a chance like check out like how people grow mushrooms you'll be like this is so fucked man <laughs> uh, but like yeah so there's this company that's making um, like vegan mushroom leather 
And, uh, and I was like thinking like, man, like, cause my, I obviously bank ideas off my friends at golf. And, uh, I was like thinking like, man, it'd be cool to do like a vegan mushroom leather glove for like golf. Well, yeah, that'd be awesome yeah, for yeah. sure. I was like almost like about to reach. I just, again, man, like it's like, it's having the capital to be able to launch products. Right. But I mean, you could go, you could go anywhere with that. It could be golf bags. It could be belts as far as a tire goes, like stuff like that. Like that, that's kind of endless on that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Fuck man. Maybe like somebody's going to just take this idea from the show. <laughs> just with it. Yeah. I feel like it seems like it's not as easy as just like steal. Like there's probably a lot. If somebody doesn't know anything about, you know, like just like eco-friendly stuff, uh, materials, it's probably going to be a lot harder for them to like figure that out. So I feel like yeah. you having the, the knowledge and leg up and, and, and kind of like you're already in this space. Hey, it may lead you to some, some down some paths that you may never thought you'd be. So, no, that's super yeah, cool. Like I appreciate yeah. all the education so far. Like I'm just that's what I was expecting out of this podcast. Like this is definitely not like uh especially that you're not a golfer. Like this is not a typical podcast for us. Like usually everybody has and I love it. Like I'm not knocking this at all. I absolutely love it because usually like Justin said there's always some sort of bias um towards golf if you're a golfer, right? You don't necessarily always think about um, not, and I'm not speaking for everybody. Obviously, there's a lot of golfers out there that do, and I would include us into that bucket. That we do, from time to time, think about sustainability and and you know how can what can we do? I mean, as a consumer, it makes it a lot challenging for us when there aren't products out there um, that at least we know of that are not more mainstream. So it's always cool to come across a page like yours or something that is actually doing something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, again, like I feel like I've invested a lot of time into it at this point. So like, I feel like I know a lot about golf or I'm like, not like a lot, but like I'm getting more familiarized with like everything in the golf space. But yeah, again, it's like a completely different perspective at it. I'm like starting to know like all the players and I'm like, holy fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, fuck dude uh what's his name john daly or daly do you guys know that guy yeah, <laughs> i'm just like holy. i'm like whoa yeah yeah just so so you have you you said you're not a golfer but have you ever played or yes i've played once just once that's just once. That yeah. is the best answer. I think you should never play again. Just so every time <laughs> just, someone asks you that question in the future i've played once that's it uh, that's i like i could tell you a little bit more like off the podcast <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Love it. i think you can fill in the blanks yes <laughs> yes yes so let me ask you switching gears on that are you a beer drinker uh like i was but i'm like probably two and a half years sober now okay oh congrats Very cool. man. yeah that's awesome yeah but yeah i like i don't i don't partake anymore but i have like i love like Go for it, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, awesome. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you yeah. do it right now? Are you like per order? Like you're kind of like ordering, you know, per order as far as it goes. Or are you ordering in bulk and just kind of selling it off as it as it? Oh comes no, in? yeah. Like I, yeah, I have like stock and like a warehouse. So it's like nice. it, it's yeah. You have to do it in volume. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do it in like small. Yeah, it's amounts. probably not yeah. profitable if you just did it per, like order to order, especially like for uh, you're not technically producing like on premise, right? So like it probably makes no. it more. Yeah, exactly. I've like gone to different injection mold places and I've tried to like shop it around, 
Um, but it, it's just like so much money to get it going. Like you're looking at probably like $50,000 just to get it going for like a whole batch. Right. And, uh, I mean, another thing too, is like when you're doing, um, manufacturing, it's quite difficult to, uh, it's quite difficult. It's just a, a difficult process to get going and lubricate in like North America, realistically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like most companies honestly outsource at this point. So like um, in terms of like from a, a marketing perspective and stuff like that for something like this, like what what is your kind of angle? I'm just uh, I'm as a business owner ourselves, like I'm I'm just curious about that. Like like you said, it's a very niche product. Like where how do you go about something like that? Uh, well, niche products are the ones that are going to be able to rank. You're going to easily rank for, right? So like, I think if you're, okay. So if you're trying to grow a brand, I think, uh, there's two avenues. I, okay. So the main avenue that I use was SEO. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like, you're just coming up for that, like for whatever keyword. I mean, I you're use, the name biodegradable golf balls yeah. is literally perfect. <laughs> It's an exact That's kind of what keyword. I was alluding to. Like yeah. I wanted you to kind of, you know, fit, fit the mold, but yeah. 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 And then another thing too, if you want to like grow your business fast, I think that you want to use like, uh, like sales channels, like Amazon. Are you on Amazon? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's smart. Is that yeah. where a bulk of your sales are coming from? Mm, yeah. I'd say for my like direct to consumer sales, it's Amazon. Okay. So you yeah. are you are selling to like wholesalers or for other B two B type of situations? Yeah, I do. Uh, like I do lots of wholesale. Uh, like for most of the time when I sell to other countries, it's uh, wholesale orders. That makes sense. Yeah, like you gotta like it, I don't really do a lot of D two C in other countries just because of the shipping. Yeah. So like, uh, if I was like, I do get orders from Australia and the UK. But it's like I have to charge them 50 bucks shipping. And honestly, I'm like, sometimes I lose money on it. Like, I just I just do it just to get the brand name out there. Right. But like, it'll be like 60 bucks to send to Australia. And I'm like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even really worth it for me. I'm just doing it just to like get it out there. And I feel bad charging somebody 50 bucks for shipping. Like, that's insane, right? I wouldn't pay 50 yeah, bucks for a shipping. Lot, that's a lot. Yeah, exactly. For do- and for so, balls, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, especially when you're already you're ordering like one pack and it's like $50 for shit. Um, the only way that I see it viable to get out there is to use like a three PL. So like I would just like freight forward like a whole, like a couple skids and I just send it to a three PL and then I would create like a new website and that website would just link up with a three PL. So then as I get orders, it would just like come from that website, but it would be able to offer two day shippings without having like boots without having boots on the ground over there right right so they're fulfilling it and you're just getting the product down there for them to take care of yeah 100% i think that another good avenue to go down is uh walmart cuz walmart's like the new like Am- it's like it's like google and bing right you have like mm. google that was like 90% and then bing was like 3 or 4% like a couple years ago but bing's actually taking market share from right. google and uh and now it's, it's the same thing with like Amazon and Walmart, except Walmart is like the name is so powerful that I think they're going to like, if you get on now, you might like get grandfathered in and like, I don't know, maybe the, maybe they'll, it'll just be like a good source to have your product. Because they have their own like marketplace type of thing, just kind of like 
like Newegg or someone like that yeah, has yeah, their, sorry, their similar that. marketplace yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. They have their own marketplace and they're coming out with like this Amazon prime com- competition called Walmart plus. So it's like the same idea as like Amazon FBA where you can send your product to Amazon and they'll disperse it for you with Walmart plus it's the exact same thing. Makes sense. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that that's a good avenue to take. Um, and then, like, obviously, like, you should just do all your other sales channels, too, like eBay and stuff. Might as well. Yeah, I, I mean, that, if if people are willing to pay the shipping, like, you might as well ship it to them, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, really at the game of just, like, getting in front of people, right? So, like, if you have, like, Walmart, eBay, Amazon, that's, like, market share that you wouldn't normally typically have. Like, you might as well do all of it. So we we usually do this game um, called Pint Breaker, but obviously, like you you express that you you're not really a golfer, you're also not a drinker. So like, <laughs> gonna have to kind of formulate this. It's more personable stuff about like who you are specifically. Yeah. Um. So the first question that I have is, if since you're not a drinker, what is like if you're you know whatever, going out, hanging out with friends, going out to dinner, uh, what is your drink of choice? Like, what do you what do you, what would you gravitate towards if you were to order a drink or just sit at home have have a have a beverage like a alcoholic one or a non-alcoholic no, 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 non-alcoholic like since you're not oh. not a drinker like what yeah. would that be for you a cranberry juice for sure <laughs> i like that i like that answer it's <laughs> a uh, solid answer man uh i mean like when i did drink it'd be like uh vodka orange juice or like an mgd i don't know <laughs> when i got older but then when i was younger i'd probably drink like garbage shit like goes and stuff <laughs> how, so how, how did you get like is cranberry juice big out there because you're on the like obviously <laughs> it's from around here right so like you're on the opposite side of the i mean not country because you're in canada but like opposite yeah. coast from us continent <laughs> continent yeah, yeah we got, got we got lots of cramp we got like lots of cranberry uh farms you got bogs like tons there? yeah what? Yeah, man. We like I were like I grew up. There was tons of cranberry farms. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> up there. It's probably similar. Yeah, it's yeah, very similar. Wait, where are you guys based? Where you guys based? We're, we're in New a, England. Yeah, like in the UK it, or no? No, no. In, the, in the US. In the states. US. So yeah, like, wait, where's states. New England? Connecticut, Sorry. Massachusetts, <laughs> oh, <shit>. Vermont, <laughs> New Hampshire. That that's New England. Oh, like. Midwest, right? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no like northeast, northeast. So like, we got like, oh. do you know where Maine? Maine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like by Vermont and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. Where Super Troopers are from? Yeah, actually, they filmed <laughs> part of Super Troopers two um, in like this. It's a reservoir that was like near the house that I grew up in, or the town that I grew up in. So it was kind of cool. See- Super Troopers Two is not as good as Super Troopers One. So no, true. but the, the whole like the whole thing that I love about Super Troopers Two is that whole opening scene was filmed like twenty minutes from my house. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So you you're not you're not a golfer very much. You've played once. Have you? Do you go to the range at all? Like, have you gone to the range? Yeah. 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 yeah for if sure. you had to pick a favorite golf club, could you pick? Oh one? man. Uh, you're, I don't know. Like you're asking, <laughs> I, what, like, what am I doing on pints and putts? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, like the driver. I love it. That's a good answer, right? Good answer. I mean, it's probably the perfect one for your, for your product, right? Do I you, mean, my, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say my buddy, he's like, oh yeah, you should wedge them. And I was like, and then I started telling people to wedge them. 
And then I told him <laughs> that. And he's like, dude, he's like, I didn't mean it like literally. He just like said it once. And then he's like, dude, just use a driver, obviously. And I was like, man, I've been telling people to wedge them for like the last like three months. Like, <laughs> dude, that is like the best marketing slogan that like makes like it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, grab our balls and just wedge them. Dude, I was like, I, I felt like such an idiot. I felt like such an idiot after I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. So so I'm curious. So what are you what are you into in like your free time? If you don't, you know, you're uh, not a golfer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, honestly, like I spent a lot of my time just working. But like I like have a dirt bike. I go okay. dirt biking. All right, cool. Yeah, I like work on my car and truck. I don't know, just fuck around. What kind of car? He's a car guy. I'm a car guy. Uh, I have a 2016 Honda Accord, nice. uh, t- two door manual V6. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What do you got? For and the truck? trucks. The truck's a piece of shit, man. It's just uh, it. that's the way. It's just, it yeah. Should be. <laughs> it's just like a. I just shit kick it. Um, yeah, but it's like a. Mazda B three thousand. Oh no, it's a ninety eight. Yeah, 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 dude. I yeah. have uh, little trucks are where it's at, dude. I put five. I, it's well, I bought it at four hundred and like ninety thousand, but I was like, there's no way that like this guy didn't take care of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. So I just got it over to like five hundred and eight thousand. That's sick. Oh yeah. shit! You're in miles, right? Kilometers. Yeah. No, uh, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm putting it together. Everyone else is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, oh what? Half a yeah, million. Not, yeah, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's five hundred and eight thousand. It's, it's still a fuck ton. It's, um, it's like three hundred thousand miles, probably. That is that is still a lot. Yeah, three hundred and fifteen. Yeah, uh, thousand miles. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like still going, man. It's like the original engine and everything. I, I think so. I don't know, man. Like I, <laughs> I think, like I, yeah, like I. But uh, I was having a problem with the clutch for a little bit, and then I just like changed the oil and it went away. So, so. I, got, I got a funny kilometers story. Is um, yeah. I got a tattoo of a speedometer on the back of my arm, right? Okay. And the reference picture I showed the tattoo artist, I didn't notice that I said kilometers per hour instead of miles per hour. So I have a tattoo on the back of my arm. This is yeah. KMPH instead of MPH, and we don't have kilometers down here. So it's pretty slow then, huh? Oh yeah, real slow. No, but like on your tattoo, is it like? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, it literally, literally says kilometers per hour on the bottom of the arm. Oh, it's at the bottom. Oh, I oh, thought yeah. it would be like halfway up, yeah, and it would yeah. be like no, no, no. instead of being like a hundred miles per hour, it's a hundred kilometers per yeah, hour. Yeah, 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 no, a little bit slower. It doesn't matter either way. <laughs> <laughs> zero, zero, right? Yeah, but no, I like I don't know. Um, I used to play like a lot of pool before COVID, but uh, I just like haven't really got back into it. No, that's cool. Yeah, I feel like my life changed after COVID quite a bit. Makes sense. So like, I think a lot of people's lives probably changed after COVID. Just, I mean, yeah. especially day to day for a lot of people, you know, it's it's mildly, not mildly, wildly different. It's like weird to say this. Um, I feel like I came out came out of COVID like a better human in a weird way. I don't know, like some Agreed. people may, totally yeah. Agree. Some people I think like got hit and they like, I don't know. They like blamed COVID for a lot of stuff, but like, I think some people kind of like took it and were like, you know what? Like they like did a lot of like in inner thing, like inward thinking. And like this kind of like came out of it like a little bit stronger in a way. Yeah. Personally, you know I mean? personally, I think it made me kind of like slow down and appreciate things more. And True. it was, that was something that I always took advantage, like took for granted was that like, you know, everything was go, 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 go. And then like COVID was like, 
took a step back. We weren't allowed to go anywhere for, you know, there was a three month quarantine period where you weren't allowed to do shit. So it was like, after that, I was like, okay, it is nice to be able to get out and do things and kind of like take appreciation of that, but also appreciate like what you have at home and like what you truly enjoy doing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that COVID was a little different in Canada than it was in the States too, though. Cause like our lockdown was a little bit longer and we had mm-hmm. like back, we had vaccine passports for like almost a year. It was like crazy. So like you had to like scan this QR code every time you went into a restaurant and if you didn't have it, you weren't allowed in. So you like had to, yeah, it, it was, Holy man. Shit. It, and like, you guys got the, my sister-in-law and, and her family lives up in Vancouver. Um, so yeah. like I've heard, I've heard all about it. You guys got the vaccines, I think later than we did too. Or like as far as the rounds yeah. that everybody had to get the first round or something like that. And then is that correct? Yeah. So we had two rounds of vaccines and there's a lot of people that didn't get it. Um, whatever. It's like totally your choice, but it like the thing that screwed people up was this QR code they had to scan to get into places. And like, like I remember, uh, some of my friends at the time, they didn't want to get it and they literally didn't go out to eat or anything. They just had to like, they could go to like the grocery store and that was it. So I think those guys got hit like a lot harder than the people that did get it. But either way. It's always interesting to hear like the different, different countries, how, how it was handled. Um, yeah. Do you think there's anything else that you wanted to mention about, about the brand, uh, before we kind of wrap this up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like on a personal note, I'm pretty excited for 2023. Um, I think like it'll be a really good year for, um, the company. I like plan on going like full time with it and, uh, just like seeing where it goes. I think that it'll be, I think I'll be able to get into the UK and maybe Australia, but UK for sure. And, uh, I'm like super stoked to go check out some of the trade shows. I'm going to try to go to the PGA show down in Florida. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. And then um, if there's the sustainable golf week in um, uh, the UK, like around this time next year, I'd probably go to that too. So, What's the best way for people to get in touch with you, whether they have questions about your product or looking to order your product or anything like that? How should they look you up? How should they get in touch with you? Uh, Biodegradablegolfballs.com and uh, just email I check those emails quite a bit. Um, if it's not me, then somebody else will. So, yeah, awesome. just emailing or, uh, yeah. You can get the product on Amazon. I'm trying to keep it stocked up in uh, the U.S. market. So oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, Mitch, thanks for, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. So uh, that's it for, for this week's episode. That is. There's potentially or not potentially an episode next week. Yeah. And if it is, it probably will not be anything like you're used to. I feel like you have to commit right now to doing one or not doing one. If somebody's listened this far, they deserve, (laughs) Chris starts laughing. They deserve the right to know if there's going to be an episode next week or not. All right. That's a commitment. Full commitment. It's going to happen. All right.